This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to the War Room, John Van Horn. How are you, brother? I'm doing well, Jason. How are you? Uh, it's a great day to be alive, just like every other day. And like I say, we got nothing to complain about as long as oxygen's going in and out, in and out. <laughs> That's that is well themed for today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, especially where you are, yeah. for sure. So, um, you know. Anyway, take a, take just like 30 seconds and tell people about yourself a little bit and, you know, what your superpower is. Yeah, uh, so I won't go into my story, but I'll say uh, I'm John Van Horn, uh, Air Force veteran, uh, 02 to 08. Uh, I'm, I'm now the Colorado Regional Captain for Tillman Scholars to the Pat Tillman Foundation. Uh, I, I have my hands in many different projects. One of them we're talking about today, it's called Breathe. Uh, I'm spending a lot of my time in three different industries. It's going to be wellness, real estate, and blockchain and Web3. So that's a that's a, a mouthful. mouthful. Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's try to decipher this. Jason. <laughs> that is, that is a mouthful. That's a lot of stuff to put together in one. That, what do they call that? You trying to shove five pounds of shit in a two pound bag. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, I'm always curious to lead into the discussion part of it, you know, did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders? What did that look like for you? I didn't. And uh, I, I think what I find uh, in common with uh, some of the people I served with is I come from a dysfunctional family, a very, uh, and we all do, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, we moved around a lot as a kid. Um Lots of uh, changes. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I'd love to start with uh, my, you know, my mom, my mom mm. was my rock. Uh, she became a single mom when I was six years old. I had two older sisters. Um, she worked three jobs, multiple, you know, seven days a week, that whole story of, of just perseverance and grit coming through my mom. And, and she, she did everything for her kids to, to give us the best chance possible. So when I was the first generation, um, college uh kid i was the only boy and the only youngest so grew up in a house full of women it was fantastic <laughs> uh, and um i borrowed her car to be honest jason i gotta tell you the story i i borrowed her car to go to my college orientation in august of 2001 i left in the middle went straight to the recruiting center and scheduled a meeting with the Air Force recruiter, and that 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 date was September 11th. Mm. So it was 12 p.m. September 11th. That was my official meeting. Uh, my mom called me, hysterically crying from work that morning. The recruiter called and 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 rescheduled. Uh, but that was my intro into the military. So I, I went in for six years, 
active duty uh, crew chief on C-5s. Uh, and I was stationed in Dover on those big, big cargo planes that break mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely busy. Uh, and for two of those years, I, uh, I I was on a special duty team as a flying crew chief. So I flew with the planes during missions to to make sure that uh, we we uh, didn't break as much. Uh, but that I, I jumped out a lot of those. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my job was as a mechanic is to make sure I didn't have to jump out. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mine was honestly, willingly. I willingly yeah. jumped out. <laughs> go back to your question. Did I grow up with entrepreneurs? I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, not that they weren't. We found every resource to, to problem solve that we could. Mm -hmm. And, and in, in essence, that really is an entrepreneur is like, how do I find another way when everyone's going this way? How do I go that way with a better right. solution? And that's what I saw my mom do. Um, so we, she didn't start a business until later in life. Um, and the reason why I keep going back to her kind of goes into what I'm doing today. So uh, I got out of the military. I moved to New York City, uh, took care of my nephew for about a year. Uh, then I um, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, down to the south to uh, start college. And I decided on atmospheric science as a, a, a degree path transferred to Mississippi State University uh, in small town Starkville. So imagine going from New York City, <laughs> Atlanta to a town of 20,000 people. Yeah, right. That was that was fun. Um, but yeah, so so I did that. I and, and honestly, when I was there, I opened as as many doors as possible. And I want to to uh, maybe even get a little vulnerable here, Jason. And mm tell you that I've had, a, I had so many business ideas throughout these years that I'm, that I'm mentioning, especially at Mississippi state. I was a mechanic, uh, before the military, I was a mechanic in the military. I actually worked as a mechanic, um, a mobile mechanic in New York city, uh, along with other, uh, jobs. And I, I would always had this idea that I'm on this college campus. Why not do a mobile like oil change business where and start changing these kids' cars. Uh, mm. I never did it. And, and honestly, I didn't do it because of a level of confidence to be mm. quite honest. So, and that's gonna, I'm gonna get to that soon. <laughs> I know we're, uh, uh, I'll try to wrap this up. That's <laughs> my, no, you're good. You're good. You're hard good. To condense, but, uh, so a lot of zigs and zags because I so I went to atmospheric science, started launching weather balloons with the team at the at the college and storm chasing. And I interned with the hurricane hunters uh, before my senior year of undergrad. And uh, in, in, in fact, <laughs> I actually uh, also walked on to the football team there at, at Mississippi State. And nice. Uh, yeah, I was the old thirty-year-old on the <laughs> like that the basic it. training that the, the you know the, I, the, the the grandpa basic training that shows up. This was really funny because uh, <laughs> the, the trainers were younger than me, other than a few. Yeah, yeah sure, they're younger than me, and one of them was an Air Force PJ, and uh, he <laughs> so he found out I was Air Force, 
And he kind of leaned on me. He was like, got <laughs> <laughs> these funny. 18 to 22 year olds that some of them are going to the NFL and, and he's, you know, pushing them hard, but then he's like, Oh, uh, old man, you're in my world. now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause we had a, I went to basic training back in 1993 and we had a guy in the class infantry basic training and he was 31 and we called him pappy (laughs) (laughs) that's right but the dude was an animal i mean he was an animal right and and we all looked at you know 18 years old he was like the sage wisdom guy yeah that's right yeah (laughs) which was really kind of cool but anyway go continue yeah yeah so (laughs) i uh i did that uh my junior and senior year at Mississippi State, I, I was on the team. I uh, I was pursuing the atmospheric science degree. I interned with the Hurricane Hunters, and uh, it got to the point where I I decided, you know, let's train. And uh, I, so I walked on as a punter. I, I kind of moved to a scout receiver role uh, halfway mm-hmm. through the season, and and uh, it, I, I was a, like a kid in a candy shop because I grew up playing football. And when I joined the military, it was it was it was saying, say, say goodbye to football. So I, um, I trained my ass off, uh, later in my twenties to make this team. And when they gave me the opportunity to be a, a receiver, I, I was sprinting during plays. I was sprinting back to the huddles. Like you know, I was the old guy. <laughs> I was like the, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so the, what was interesting from that is that I then interviewed to to, uh, go back into the Air Force as a meteorologist for the Hurricane Hunters. And it's a wonderful family-like team. And and honestly, my my squadron, C5, there are about 1,000 people in that squadron, um, give or take, Mm -hmm. throughout the years. Massive squadron. Uh, This Hurricane Hunter uh, family was just... It was fantastic. It was something I'd, I'd never seen in the military. And so I interviewed, uh, ended up getting the job uh, in process back into the Air Force for about nine months. Um, the Air Force itself kept screwing up my package to go to OTS or OCS or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And that was a long time ago. And at that point, I, I was funded through a drone research grant through hydro, for hydrometeorology research. Uh, for my master's degree and after nine months i i pulled the plug on that dream job and said you know i'm 31 years old i gotta i gotta do something with my life and um i decided i wanted to start a drone business it was my first actual business endeavor that i said you know i'm jumping headfirst in and i had no clue what i was doing jason i made every mistake that you could write a book about (laughs) um And, and that, that's kind of the epitome. And you talked about what is your superpower? My superpower is falling off the horse and getting back up. Mm-hmm. And just like, I, I don't know if I'm just too dumb or if I'm just too stubborn, <laughs> but I'm not going to quit. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. um, so I learned every lesson the hard way through business. And I mean, everything from spending three weeks trying to figure out what logo uh, I should put on the freaking website, like just ridiculous amounts of time wasting and money wasting mistakes uh, in a place where I didn't have that that time to or money to waste. Uh, so when I decided to start a drone business, 
I put myself on a, uh, a real estate team in Atlanta, very high volume residential sales. I was a listing agent for uh, a year. I sold, uh, it was again, high volume team. Uh, I sold 33 homes in the 10 months that I was um, uh, doing that. And it was all through listing, finishing my master's degree, writing my thesis and um, losing more hair from all the stress. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so after about a year of that and training some new agents, I decided let, it's time. Let's let's start this business. And I went through pivots and uh, whatever else you want to call it, of like going headfirst into it and doing this and and whatever steps you find in the first three pages of Google of how to start a business. Yeah. I, I went through them all and yeah. uh, through that through that that experience. It was extremely frustrating and inefficient, but I ended up um, uh, running this drone business. And at that point, I met my now wife. She was in Denver. Uh, um, I was in Atlanta. So I made the decision to move out to Denver, bring my drone business. And uh, I I ran a drone business for two or three years. Mm -hmm. Actually, two of them. Two drone businesses for about two or three years. One man show. And what happened and I, when I mentioned my mom being my rock, my best friend throughout my whole life, fast forward, I'm running these drone businesses. She's 57 years old. I uh, end up going to, um, or I, I, I go to Delaware where she is. She's battling with cancer. And mm. I spend um, her last breath with my uh with, with my my hand on her forehead and my hand and my also other hand holding her other hand and and having a best friend i've had friends uh pass away i've had and and i'm not comparing this but the connection i had to her and the way i talked to her, with her throughout the week it broke me mm -hmm. absolute life-changing moments of watching her last breath and i came back to denver and just could not um i just like i i just had to i had to do something else so i walked away from my businesses did a lot of self-reflection lots of extreme grieving mm. uh i i went from you know this is total air force uh comment I had never run more than 4.2 miles in my life because I was a football player <laughs> and uh, 4.2. That's really because of the Pat Tillman foundation. They do the 4.2 mile run. Mm. So one day I, um, I decided to, to run 15 miles. Uh, and then a couple of, about six weeks later, I'm on a 30 mile loop. And it was a very much like mind body, how does how does it feel to, to make your mind take over your body when everything hurts? <laughs> everything yeah. isn't. So I, I went through a lot of extreme grieving, a lot of different phases where I wanted pain and suffering. Then I wanted to go really far inward, figure out who am I, uh, and all this other, all this other self exploration, discovery stuff, and that's how I ended up on breathwork, and it. And this is, it's a bit of a gift and a curse, but when I start something, I jump head first uh, and ask questions later. Uh, mm -hmm. And so sure. I, breathwork was the same way. I 
I, I did a I did a session, put my cell phone uh, stopwatch against the wall, and I started doing math in my head. Four seconds in, four seconds out. Four, do that for ten minutes, and this and that. And I ended up uh, at ten seconds in, ten seconds hold, ten seconds out. Uh, so it's about two two minute breath. I did that for about forty five minutes straight, and something changed in me where. I got beyond my mind and this is like kind of a far out thing, but, and I don't know what you want to call it, but I got to a realm where I felt connected with everyone. And that was my intro into breath work was that single session uh, after reading uh, a few breath work books. Again, there was a lot of wellness, uh, methods, a lot of different meditations and whatever else for mind, body, and, and, and I guess spirit, but breath work really stuck with me. And I started embracing uh, the idea of, of spreading it to the masses. Mm. That's a which long... is, which, which is what, you know, cause we, we live in an angry damn world right now. The world's right. pretty, it's, it's really, really angry right now. And yeah. it's been angry for a while. Right. And it's like, yeah. it'd be nice if we could probably just do like a world hand holding, and just everybody just breathe for a minute. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, this is why I don't, I, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news while well, I'm lying. I, I do watch TV, but it's more like uh puppy dog pals and stuff like that with my kids. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, I refuse to watch the news. You know, I stopped watching the news when I came back from my deployment and one of the, my, my last deployment in 2014, I was like, I ain't watching freaking news ever again. Yeah. And I've never watched it since, you know? Yeah. And, and it, cause it's just, it, there's nothing good about it. Right. It's, no. you know, it, and I, there's, there's no like, uh, I don't care if it's CNN, Fox, MSNBC, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? None of it like revolves around making you feel good. It's all around just punching you in the throat and making you feel like shit, right? Yeah. Because that's like all we have now is everybody's just latched, everybody's just latched onto this negative garbage and I ain't got time for it, man. I really don't. Life's too damn short. And boy, we better take advantage of it because you only hear if you're lucky and you get 80 out of it, man, you're doing really good. But you think about the grander scheme of things that ain't very long. You and I are like already like sitting up in the in the casket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll peg a CIB in your. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. yeah so it's uh that that's a it's a great point and and a lesson that i hope people took from that was sometimes just stop and breathe right it, it's that and and honestly I, what i learned was my biggest tool is being my my most productive critic yeah, because I went through a I went through a long period of of being uh you know, I after after my senior year of, of football I tried out for the NFL I tried out as a punter uh, I was kicking around 
you know, five second hang times, roughly uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good numbers. Um, and I, and of course they didn't want my 31 year old uh, free agent ass. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, so, and that was hard. It was hard for me because sure. um, it was a, it was a destructive critic in me that felt that I failed. The productive right. critic in me would say you attempted it. So you didn't fail. You attempted something and you removed it off your plate. Now move to the next thing. And I think that's what happens, uh, um, especially from some of the veterans that I've, I've, I've uh, come across with is they're extremely hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. We've almost programmed this idea that you, you mitigate your celebrations on, on the wins and try to act humble but then beat the hell out of yourself with the fails. Yeah, and, right. and I learned that you gotta, you gotta balance that out. Um, if it's not helping you get to the next stage, next phase or your mission on your mission, then drop that shit, drop mm -hmm. it. Um, and, and most, uh, a lot of us did that in the military is like, what mission went as planned? Please tell me one. <laughs> yeah. Usually uh, not. Nothing is ever perfect. Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, in, in, as an infantry guy, like, you know, that better than I do because C5s, we expected it to break. That was part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, yeah. you can't predict. This is just life and business period, right? It is impossible, impossible to predict everything that's going to possibly happen in your day right yeah because there is you know a wrench gets thrown in here you weren't expecting that you know a uh, an employee of yours had a death in the family and then you know maybe you don't have a lot of staff so now you got to play that part but you have eight other things stacked up in this corner over here that's right, right? so it's just life is unpredictable and you know you either figure out ways to you know uh what's the word i'm looking for ways to like uh shape your day i guess right to where it makes the most sense for you right and then be adaptable right because and resiliency resiliency is a big one nowadays yeah. i mean we are holy shit lack of resiliency in a big yeah. way and yeah. you know i all, all you got to do is get on social media for five seconds and and it quickly shows itself <laughs> the lack of resiliency <laughs> it, it, it is and and honestly I, I would go and i don't want to get on my soapbox too much too much here but uh <laughs> self-accountability uh yeah. i would say is is it's something I'm teaching my daughter is sure. if you, if you screw up, own up to it. Mm -hmm. um, if you, if you destroy, so like actually like kill it and, and do well, then own up to it and say, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you got to have a balance. So with that, uh, with this breathe, uh, which is the name of this breathwork company, I moved to a B2B model because of that. I was a B2C trying to do a mobile app last year. I met with investors saying, hey, I'm trying to raise $2 million seed money. And they said, where's your traction? 
well, hell, you don't even have a social following. And I'm like, well, there's a reason for that because I'm, 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 not, I'm not interested in having a social following. Well, with very little friends, no social following, and no investors, there's no mobile app. <laughs> like, it just doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, right. um, so I moved to a B2B model because I recognized in myself that B2C is not my strength. Mm-hmm. And it it was a it was a is a, a model I was following because I felt maybe I should and my I had to go real real deep again and say what is my mission here my mission with breathwork is to spread situational breathwork uh, to the masses the best way I can do that is be the engine behind it and create these. Uh, Consult with businesses, consult with people that have clients and guests and even in-house employee wellness uh, mm-hmm. programs and say, what do you guys need? Because I have the techniques. I have the experience of doing this stuff and I'll create whatever you need. I, I'm not attached to my logo. I don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, right. So sure. let's do this. Let's uh, let's add some, some uh, I don't know, let's add some wellness tool, tools to the chaos of people's lives. Yeah. Boy, do we ever need it, right? <laughs> That's for sure. No doubt about it. But yeah, so I mean, there's been a ton of lessons up to this point, but for those that we need to knock over the head, right, with some of the lessons that we've been talking about, yeah. what what is like one go-to thing that you would want a young founder, well, maybe not even a young founder, um, a business owner, period, could be young old doesn't matter. I mean, none of us are perfect. So what would be that one arrow you would say, do this and you won't grab this one? You know, uh, I'm going to say this without trying to be so cliche, because I I don't really believe in the whole cliche stuff. (laughs) I mean this with a raw look at your yourself in the mirror for 20 minutes type uh, thing (laughs) is lean into yourself. What I recognized about me is I had a ton of different backgrounds that came with a, different, a bunch of skills. But with that, I had a ton of different insecurities. Uh, as far as a knowledge um, school student person, I mean, hell, I'm, I'm an open book. I'll tell you, I didn't even break a thousand on my SAT in high school. Like I was a horrible student. All I did was want to play football. So uh, I, 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 had to fight through that stuff. So what I want to say to to everyone out there that is listening to this, it's thinking about starting a business or has started a business, lean into your strengths and do not take shit from anyone because this is your business. It's your your baby and it could potentially be your life legacy. So go and get it. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Lean into your strengths. And I always say this, the reality of it, like I'm all about the superpowers thing, right? That's that's my thing is, and I only believe you can have three or maybe four that are literally superpowers. We have lots of skills, right? That's good. But, but skills and superpowers are two very different things, right? So, right. Yeah. Cause we can all be generalists and jacks of all trades and masters of shit. Right. <laughs> but, but, but the, the true reality is, is we're really, really, really awesome at three to four things and then find the people that are really, really good at their superpowers are your downfalls. 
Exactly. I love that. And once you do that, you'll knock it out of the freaking park, right? Right. I, I will just take, for example, a strategic advisor board. That's my company I'm a CEO of. And I found nine other CEOs that were better at all the shit I was not. Right. And it's an unstoppable consulting firm at this point, right? I could go on vacation for a whole year and it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. that's <laughs> My impact would be none. Well, that's not true, but um, there'd be some. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I better give myself a little bit of you gotta credit. Give, yeah, give yourself a little credit. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, even creating a machine, a well-doiled machine yeah. like that, that's mm-hmm. a rare accomplishment. I mean, congrats not to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you know, that's uh, work in what your superpowers are. And if you stay there, man, you'll rock it out of the park for sure. So. And that's what I'm finding. I'm, I'm, I'm really settling into that whole like, okay, I'm not a master of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe I am. Maybe I'm a master of leaning into all these backgrounds. Maybe. And maybe. that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. You bet. Well, hey, how do people get a hold of you, John? Yeah, so uh, I'm happy to answer any emails. Uh, uh, email is jvh at breathe dot x y z uh i'm more active on linkedin than anything uh mm-hmm. that maybe shows my age uh <laughs> or b2b model um well like and, my daughter says she always says dad facebook is for old people uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, and you no, could go ahead. you can also get a hold of me on uh it's totally true for me too. <laughs> uh it's uh you can also get a hold of me on uh breathe dot xyz that is b-r-e-e-v as in victor uh dot xyz and yeah good stuff awesome well hey i love to close the show out with this kind of final thought provoking question and that is if you could have invited anyone here today dead or alive any point of time um, doesn't matter. Maybe it was somebody that's based off this conversation. Who would have you loved to have here to listen, talk? Doesn't matter. Who would have you loved to have here and why them? I mean, I, it, it might be a no brainer after all I, all I said today. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> it's my, you know, my mom. And, and to be the reason why is because she was always the one that, that had me up here and mm-hmm. I was, to me, I was down here. So for her to be here today and see that, yes, I like, I, I am something of an impact uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a, something of a force for good. I would love for her to be here to, to see that and hear this. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What was your mom's name? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. To Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. We'll honor her today. We'll call this Kelly's episode today. Oh, I, I appreciate that. that. All right. Mom <laughs> Kelly, uh, today is dedicated to you. From so, your mama's boy yeah. son. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, we're all mama's boys in one way or another, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, hey, John, thanks for being here. And uh, I really do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, imparting that, that knowledge to our guests. 
And uh, yeah, I look forward. We're so close together. We definitely got to get together and have a beer soon. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing some business in uh, in Boulder, so I'll be up there. God, Jesus, you got my phone number. Call me yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right. Cheers, brother. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.